that an AP, by the way? Yeah. How much does that watch? A lot. Like even ballpark here. <laughs> so this is like 300. Really? Yeah. Can I try it? Yes. I don't let anyone come to you. Really? You're lucky? Yeah. Dude, me and you together? It's tight. Is this like, is this how you're proposing? Yeah, yeah. I do. We're good. I do, Nicholas. Dude, if your wrist is. I have small, no, I have small wrist. Okay. I have small wrist. Titanium. We said I do. Titanium, platinum. $300,000. Is this really 300000 Yeah, so it's, there's only 200 of them. Um, they're 50 and now they're trading for 300 How do you feel when you walk around with this? I don't usually tell anyone. Do people lie? Until people ask, like you. It's funny because I have like, I have a little bit of a collection and I just wear my $200 like moon swatch. Dude, that's a hard ass watch to get though. That, well, I've been, <laughs> that's all stories about that. But it is interesting because I got the nice watches. It doesn't bring me joy is what I've noticed. Does it bring you joy having it? So, dude, this is what's so interesting about watching what you're doing. Number one, like AppSumo is fucking 13 years old. It's, yeah, nice it's our birthday today. Happy birthday, birthday bro. Thank you for, for AppSumo. Yeah, man. It's not, Do you want to wear this during the interview? You can have it. Fuck it. No, I can. <laughs> no, I, I know. I was like, I watch Rowdy. Come on, God damn it! I get a, I get a flex out here in, in Austin. Do you have to flex? All you tech people, do you have to flex? Not really. I don't know, man. I think people are struggling out there, and uh, some people are succeeding, some people are not. It's like this. I think everyone that's taken. I think what's happening is that there's anyone that's anyone that's getting entrepreneurial, riding the tech wave, taking advantage of all this stuff is like having this J-shaped like curve. And then people that are in traditional employment, traditional jobs are are feeling the burn right now because yeah. there's so much like the way that I see it is you can scale. You basically can build a really great product that used to take a lot of people and now you could do it with nobody, right? Seriously. Because you're an automation guy. I mean, you've got to like, you have a video. I watch your goddamn, your fit. You have like an old video that's not even a reel. It's like an Instagram video okay. and it has a thousand views and there's more value in that video than I've ever seen anyone else put out. Nice, and I was like, this is such classic. Like you go into the deep cuts, you see what entrepreneurs like really are talking about before they're you know, building like, hey, a snappy intro or like punch and punch out. And you're going through like, hey, here are the eight things that if you do that seem so simple, they will make your life better. Your mouse speed. Oh, you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's genius. Because if your mouse speeds faster, well, then you're just saving hours over the course of the week because of your damn yeah. slow mouse. And then you start to talk about just various areas that you can improve. And I'm like, yeah, well, do that. Add tech. You don't need as many people, so you don't need as much capital, and then you could scale up so you can be an ideas person. And if you're an ideas person, you didn't need to go to a fancy college. You didn't need to go get an MBA. You can just fucking make it happen right now. Yeah. I was in a meeting with the team yesterday, and I was like, where'd you guys go to school? I don't just I, ask everybody. Well, yeah, because I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm just more interested, like, what are people doing, not where they've come from? Like, where? what are you doing? Like, how are you taking initiative? How are you showing hustle? How are you showing good attitude? How are you right. follow through? Yeah, um, it, it is interesting with content creation as well. What you're saying is like the videos we make are inspirational, but they're not necessarily, they, they do inspire, but they're not like the videos that exactly show how we run AppSumo.com are really interesting, but no one wants to watch. Right. That. They want to watch like me go and do some things that are really hard and challenging. And then like, you know, I get, I ask people for things, which is a part of business. And I think people should do more of it. But the stuff that's like, here's actually how to like get your first customer. Here's how to actually like run a marketing team or run a sales team or run an operations team. Like those just don't get views. So that's yeah, interesting. But I'd say coming back to like, if you're in a job 
or you're trying to be an entrepreneur. It was interesting. I was, we did raises recently. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you got to raise for app. For- no, no, uh, no, no. Uh, people's compensation. Okay. Company. Okay. Okay. And so I think it's one, I think people overrate being an entrepreneur. Just coming back on this. Like I'm doing sure most days suck. Dude, like even yesterday, I worked from like 10 to six nonstop, like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, me out. It was like nonstop. And then at 6.30, I got a call. It's like, hey, I'm quitting. And then at seven, I had another guy who needed to talk to me. And I was like, wow. And so it, it, your, your basic, your firestorm started right when you were about to tuck into like dinner. Oh, dude, I was about to make some salmon. I was about to get the big yeah. dirty on You were about to get that farm. <laughs> While Ray's not the farm caught. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so like, I think the point is, is like people glamorize and they think of the money. And I, I think Elon said it well. It's like, you want my money, but you don't do the things that are necessary to get my money. Okay. And I think that's, that can be true of entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship should be fun or can be fun, but people maybe also should just get a job if they like it like that. I think the only counter example I was commenting on is if you have a job and you're happy with it, just be happy with it. But realize like sometimes there are limits of the compensation you could have getting a day job. Like you get a 5%, 10% raise and that's, that's good traditionally. Mm -hmm. But with your own side hustle or main hustle, there's no limit to the upside. Correct. And I think sometimes people kind of pick your curve. Do you want limited downside and then a slow sort of capped upside? Mm. Or do you want hell on earth for a chance to the heavens. <laughs> I don't know it has to be that, that dramatic. I mean, I had definitely... Well, that's my experience. For has it really been? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I started on Wall Street. It was making like millions of dollars. You were really making millions? Yes. How Went many, to how zero a couple millions. A year. Uh, yeah, about. My stress levels were through the roof. I had my first panic attack of my life on the trading floor. I thought I was going to fucking die. Like, that was my life. Fresh out of college. I didn't do anything. I, I didn't explore anything that I enjoyed. It was like... I was a really like angry kid. I was like, I need to get rich. I need to do anything How to do that. Rich, what was it? What were you angry about? Oh man, I was just frustrated. Of, like growing up, I was just always frustrated. I felt like you know I had to prove myself. I felt like I never had enough. You know, never got the attention that I wanted, and I took it out on just getting successful. And uh, at no point did I ask myself, Hey, do you actually enjoy this? Do you like the people that you're surrounded by? And so, dude, I gave it a good college try, man. I, I stayed in, I stayed in the business for seven, eight years, you know, um, and eventually just hit a breaking point and, and I left, I quit. I quit at the height of my career. I didn't quit. Cause like, I was like, oh, you know, I was getting pushed out of the business. So it was the height of my career. I told, you know, I told this on a, a TikTok that they wouldn't let me quit. I went to, you know, when you tap someone on the shoulder and say, Hey, can I talk to you on wall street? That means I'm going to quit. It's just the code. So I tap him. I tap the, the guy that runs the whole business on the uh, shoulder. He's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. He's like, he's like, we're not, no, you're, we're not talking. I'm like, dude, you know, please, man. And so we go into this back room. I'm like, hey, man, I'm out. He's like, he's like, hey, are you high? <laughs> I was like, dude, are you? No, I'm not high. What the fuck? Like, I, I must be high to leave. Like, is that what's going on? He's like, all right, what's your number? What do you need? Give me your number. I go, it's not my number, man. He's like, just write it down and slip. Just, you don't have to say it. Wow, it's very dramatic. Just write it down. And I'm like, it's not a number. He's like, who is it? Goldman? Morgan? Where the fuck are you going? I'm like, I'm not going, dude, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm just done. And so they wouldn't sign the papers, not in like a militant way. They were just like, go home. So I went home, called, called him in the morning. I said, hey, man. He said, all right, what's the answer? I go, I'm still out. He's, and I just hear, fuck. You know, I was making the business a lot of money. So... That was it, man. And then how was the next day for you? It was pretty, it was pretty rough, dude, because I had to break, I had, I ended my relationship. I was with my high school sweetheart. Like I had to just leave New York. Um, but yeah, I moved to Spain, fucking 
played in a band, played in a band for two years. Just started writing. I was like, who the hell is Nick? I didn't know who the hell he was because my whole life was just this fucking sprint to get money at all costs. And so I had these two characters. Where do these two characters come from? They're both inside of me, dude. I am the rich guy and I am the really rich guy. I, and, and it's, I'm only trying to go towards the really rich guy slowly over time because the rich guy, it's a bad place to be. Just rich, not really, really. Well, I thought you were going to say like the kind guy. <laughs> well, no, I have, these, I have these nicknames for the characters. So the rich guy is competitive, zero sum game, cutthroat. And the really rich guy, he sees a bigger picture. He sees non-zero sum. He sees everyone can win. I like that. Everyone can get rich. So when I say rich and really rich, it has nothing to do with dollars. Oh, I thought it was. It has everything to do with your belief structure, the fabric of the world. You can look at the world as a big poker game pushing chips back and forth, or you can look at the world as, as what it actually is. If we, we crunch numbers, it is everybody getting better at the same time. If I build a microprocessor that is faster than the previous iteration, I'm going to get rich and you're going to get richer through processing time. Who, who in your life likes seeing you win? Nobody until I started to win. And now a lot more people like to see me. You know, like who's a person I, I'm saying this because I was talking to a friend recently and she's like, I want you to win. And that was the first time I've ever really believed anyone wanted me to win. In a, in a genuine sense. And then I was thinking, I had this guy in New York named Adam Gilbert. He's one of my other best friends. And he always wants me to win. And I was like, man, that's nice for these others to want me to win. Because I do think there's a lot of selfish people out there. And selfish is not always bad. And um, it's starting to really shift my mindset to like, okay, well, how much am I wanting besides myself to win? Which maybe is not always true mm -hmm. for a lot of us. I think we have a lot of insecurities. But how much are we wanting others to win? Mm -hmm. That's just the phrase that kind of that comes to mind. Yeah. So as for you. Who was the person you think of that's like, dude, I want Nick to win? My dad and my brother. Yeah? Yeah. My dad and my brother. And luckily, when I moved to Miami, Miami is known as a place for hustlers, outlaws, drug dealers. And that's <laughs> totally true. <laughs> but I got so fortunate meeting, meeting dudes that believe that everyone can win together. Mm. And that has helped me so much because in New York, I didn't have anyone like that. If I was getting a promotion, I was taking it from you. If I was making more money, it was less for you. It's which is which is bullshit. We're in the financial markets, by the way. Financial markets is a zero sum game. Mm. As a trader, when I make money, I'm taking it from you. Yeah. That's real. But what we do is we take that paradigm and apply it as a map to the rest of the world, and that's a fucking lie. The rest of the world, we are all simultaneously, regardless of situation, great to horrible slowly all getting better yeah the world's over great. time i was even thinking today i was uh video chatting on whatsapp i'm like and it's free yeah I'm like dude this is what i yeah. can't believe we get to do this yeah but i don't i don't know i don't know if i believe even in myself as much and others that they want others to win i do think most people's mentality is like how do i win mm -hmm. and, and maybe maybe to think about it the more that we think how do we have others win there's always these quotes if you help others win you win da da but I don't know. It's just an interesting mindset just for people to reflect on is what I've noticed for myself. Because I'm like, yeah, how do I help my customers win? Mm -hmm. How do I help the team I work with win? How do I help myself win? How do I help my girlfriend win? Mm -hmm. Look, man, I see the way that you build your businesses, like from a distance, obviously, like my research and, and my interest in what you were doing before I got here and showed up to Austin and like get to hang out with you and stuff. That's all awesome. <laughs> in my house. That's awesome. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, 
And I see how you're doing it with that selfless touch. I see it through the copywriting on your website. I see it through the copywriting on your various other supplementary products that you've rolled out through, you know, through the Sumo family. Because I see it, you're offering extreme value. Yeah. And, and what that is, is, hey, you're going to win the customer and then I'm going to win. Yeah. I do think a lot of business, there's some winner and some loser. It's like, can everyone win? Like I worked at mint.com years ago and it was like free product that advertisers can advertise. And then we got some little bit of money. It's like literally everyone won the equation. And same with AppSumo where it's like uh, creator software makes money, customers get a good deal and we get a little cut. There's literally not a loser. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you have more of those equations in business? I think it's, I think you can't do it any other way now. I think back in the 20s and 30s, you could have this business model where you're like, I offer the bare minimum, the cheapest products. It is so overly nice. The pillows are perfect. The sheets are perfect. There's a, I don't, you know, I don't drink, but there's a bar. There's every single thing you can imagine. It is so beyond belief nice. And they're still, of course, turning a profit. And I said, you know, as I woke up this morning and I'm in the beautiful shower with 10 different shampoos, you know, maybe their margins are a little bit you know, tighter than whatever the other brands down the street. But once you experience this, you'll never go anywhere else. You see how much value they're adding and how they're willing to part with maybe a good 5%, you know, less margin. I'll never stay anywhere else. You know, so it's like a company that is providing extreme value. They're going to destroy everybody else. I mean, the craziest thing right now, man, like now that you're when did you start like purely doing the content creation? Like you're going to Monaco, you're hanging out, you're going, hey, I'm like, why are there so many rich people here? You know, uh, I, when did you, I've been doing that. Dude, I started belonging in 2000. Okay. God before you Nicholas, before you were born. <laughs> Shut it up. <laughs> when you were just a when in your dad's eye. Remember? Okay. Remember when you held me as a kid? Yeah, you were reading my WordPress blog and I had a host yeah. myself. Exactly. I mean, uh, the server in your closet. You, I mean, yeah, you had to do that back in the day. Uh, so I started blogging. It was moisturized, bro. I do moisturize. <laughs> I moisturized this morning. You got a hey, gentleman out there. We can talk about things. You're doing like the light. You're, like, you're actually supposed to go like that. And you're building that. <laughs> it's a wave. I did, it's a waft. I did face mask on Monday. Um, we can well, talk about facial scare. It's worth No, but I was going to say in terms of content creation, 2000, I started blogging. 2006 was YouTube. And then I've gone through, I've always created content. And I think that's a, you know, a separate story around like, I just like it. Like some people are like, I want to be doing YouTube. It's like, I'll do it for free. I'll do all this for free. And so taking it more, prof I would say professionally versus mm -hmm. amateur was about two and a half years ago. It was right when COVID hit. I was like, I felt really good. I had a plan of what I was doing with my career and with my work and stuff. And so I just used my phone and made videos about what I was doing. The shirtless. And you can go see them. I did see them. Yeah. And they were great. Yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty good. And then like you could see the evolution. So then it's like, we did kind of more videos and then put out a shit ton of videos. And then we're like, well, these aren't really getting us the growth we want. We're right. not fun. And now we're doing videos. Uh, two a month that are just like highly produced, highly selective. Yeah. Around specifically like business journey and success. Yeah. Business journey inspiration for, we call them the underdogs. So people that uh, want a chance, don't know what to do, stuck in their careers, like maybe don't have a job. I think we're rooting for the same people, dude. Yeah. Because the, the underdogs, the underdogs are the ones that need this content. The underdogs are the ones that need to see what the hell is possible. Oh, this Indian guy, he runs Ducan.com and uh, he's on AppSumo. And I was just like, he was making like $200 a month. And he's like, I'm so rich in India. Okay. And he's like, I met this guy doing uh, some affiliate marketing blog. And that guy was making 3000 a month. Mm -hmm. And I think what was interesting about that specifically is like, how do we be able to see what's possible? Because once he saw that 3000 is possible, he's like, really? Yeah. He never realized that that was even yeah. a potential ability.
Yeah. Right. So I think it's kind of part of our, our content videos. Yeah. It's like, Hey, the dream can be as whatever you want. It doesn't have to be you know a private jet or billion dollars, but it can be that if that's something that, that you're interested in. Correct. Because then you're, you're chilling on the jet, right? You're, 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 what are you doing? You're hitchhiking down the road near the private airport yeah, down the street. Okay. Yeah. So the dude picks you up. He's got the giants hoodie or the, what he's got some, oh, you're talking about the other private jet video. He's yeah. got some dad hoodie on and you, what you learn from this guy is you're no different than this guy. That's the joy. That's the virality because you go, I am no different than this dude in a hoodie eating chips on a private jet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why it's viral. Like I try to go to like, I try to get like first principles about why something's going viral. It's like, you know, you're shooting at the phone, you're shooting at whatever, like you're, you know, it's, I'm like, the reason this is exciting is because you go, oh, I'm just as smart as that guy. Yeah. Like I'm just it's as, possible. it's it's completely possible. I think even me asking people like, there's what I did is not, be, I don't, there's no advantage I had because of money. There's no advantage I have because of like, maybe you could say color of skin gets some advantage or not. I don't know. It's hard for me to have other options, but I didn't really have anything that no one else can do for free. And then you start realizing like, wow, anybody can do this too. Mm -hmm. And then it just gives people that hope and a little bit of hopefully I'm hoping kicking the tukas and then, you know, the little bit of mo motivation for them to take action for themselves. Yeah. And then it's just figuring out what you want. I think that's honestly in life for me, it's been harder to figure out what I want necessarily than getting mm -hmm. what I want. Mm -hmm. Like getting things is easy once you're clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that video, that video was a, it was a hoot. It was a hoot, but everyone's seen that video. All my friends really? have seen that video. The private jet one? Everyone's seen that video. My boys share that. We've been sharing that video oh, in Mexico cool, in Miami. That's cool. So, no, it's like I wanted to, I'm pretty sure I wanted to chill after I saw your like thousand view, eight tips for productivity. And then Will, Will's a legend. And Will just set this. He's just like, oh yeah, you're meeting Noah Kagan. I was like, that's awesome, man. That's already wanted to meet this guy. You're eating my what? Uh, Look, if, because the social media machine has a lot of really, really bad externalities, right? Depression, anxiety, you know, it's like, has all these bad things, but the one layer of good is the educational and the perspective shift. Because once you shift your perspective, you become, you're dangerous. You can do this now. You're like, I know that this guy you know, for instance, in, in your private jet, the guy was in the military set. Yeah, Navy. He's in the Navy for years, right? He didn't start off with like this beautiful idea and just like, you know, bequeath the world with this beautiful, perfect action plan of genius. He's just like, oh, I just kind of fucking iterated until it worked, you know, and now I, I still like chips, you know? And then you say, well, okay, well, what do I do that I could iterate until it works? Yes. We're, we're, from where I stand, what can I do? What's my thing? And everyone has a thing. That's the that's what, quite frankly, that's what the biggest impact of TikTok on America is. Everyone goes, wait, I've got a thing. You know, some people just laugh funny and they have 2 million followers. Some people, you know, they have a funny dance. Some people make faces in their camera and have split personalities uh, like me that, you know, rapidly gets people's interest because there's some kind of underlying message that even I didn't, didn't understand when I first started making it. And then we're like, well, these little magic facets of ourselves, once we discover them, we can wield them. And with the internet, we can get rich from them because we're adding value at scale. Yeah. You know, back in the day, but like back in the day, day, when we're sitting around a campfire, yeah. you know, if you were really funny, this is my example that I'm writing in my book. It's like, if you were really funny, you might get like a little big, bigger piece of meat, you know, or maybe you get the baller seat at the campfire, you know, the rocks a little smoother or whatever. Yeah. Now you're a little funny. You sell at a fucking stadium. You're rich. Yeah. You're a king, right? So 
guys like, you know, Theo Vaughn, who have come up straight through social media to being like a pinnacle comedian. It's just like with really weird um, niche humor. You know, I say niche, niche, not niche, niche, dude. Uh, people ripping me up the other day. Uh, I live, it's dual pronunciation, yo. Say however you want. I know. Thank you. I, I mean, I think it's it's interesting depending on what you want in life. Like, you know, I, I, we're doing a video on the American dream right now. Like, what is the American dream? And it's been interesting just like, I'm interested more in not the rich American dream. I'm interested in the construction worker American dream. Mm -hmm. Like the people who have come here illegal. The people that, like, I met a guy from Tanzania who's working at the UPS store And I'm like, that's a dream for him. Mm -hmm. And then the reality that you watch from like the jet video or a lot of our content, the dream for all these people is like, I have the ability to do whatever I want if I'm willing to put in the work. Sure. And, yes, and that's like, choice. That is the choice. And no, but then you have choice and then you're empowered. When you have choice, you're empowered. When you don't have choice, you're enslaved. You're stuck. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you could be a painter in another country and it's just like, no matter how hard you work, you're not going to get ahead. But here you could paint and then you could hire, you could mm -hmm. scale and all this stuff. And uh, that's, that's beautiful. My friend, my friend, Adam Gilbert in New York as well, mybodytutor.com. One thing that he talks about and I've really embraced is like, how are we, how do we take our power back? And I think a lot of times, and even at AppSumo, I've seen it sometimes and I, my, and myself, I see it, which is in these situations where we're not getting what we want. The girl didn't work out. The guy didn't work out. The job didn't work out. It's like, well, are you giving up your power? Or are you taking your power? Mm. And so if you want to be rich, if that's important, that's, that's not important to a lot of people. That's okay too. But just finding things you want and like, are you taking power to make choices and actions towards it? Mm. Like right now, right now I want to learn Spanish because I have a goal. And I think maybe for people out there, what do you want? What's your goal? Where are you trying to go towards? And having a goal of speaking with someone. <laughs> so I want to speak. I want like, I have a clear goal and I'm like, dude, I'm showing up every day. Right. And so I think find the goal you want, realize you have power to take action, change your life however you want, and then go do it. I'm like, yeah. a, you know, I, I would say the biggest thing for success with me my own success. I label it for myself, not, not your success or how everybody, but consistency. Uh-huh. Just fucking showing up. That's the hardest part. Every fucking day. And the days you, the days you don't want to is the days that matter too. Mm. Like this morning I woke up and I was like, I didn't want to study. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to see Nick Crown. This yeah. sucks. No, no, I, I don't want to do that. No, I had nothing about that. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting to notice what you like doing and being in that area, but also like the days you don't want to do are the days that count. The days you don't want to do it are the days the phone rings and it's the big client. The, day, the days you don't want to do it is the day that the fucking doorbell rings and it's me. You're like, how are you working yourself into this example and like this shoehorning yourself now? But I think with success, a lot of it is having clarity what you want, having, you know, agency that you can make the change and then doing it for a long period of time consistently. Because I think what you, I mean, you're in, you're in social media and content creation and a lot, I see a lot of my first thing I always look at at any creator, when's the last thing they put out? And are they consistent in what they're doing? Mm. And almost most people give up pretty quickly. Mm. And it's not me this week. I got, I got LASIK. I got LASIK. I have fighter pilot vision right now. Dude, hell yeah. So I, I had to, I got crushed for a week. Couldn't see shit. Oh, so you couldn't make videos. Couldn't make videos for a week. You could just do it blind. I, I did actually a few blind. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows. It, till now. <laughs> now you <laughs> definitely know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just showing up, making the videos like, you know, and then finding out how do you, what, how do you, you know, what I think about in AppSumo, what I think about in Contraction YouTube and it's like, how do I make it easy for me to keep showing up? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I do videos where I'm like, well, I'm going to be consistent because I want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And eventually it becomes like habitual. Also, we're look where we are. You've built this space. Yeah. People show up. Crazy assholes like me show up. We sit down. We do the thing. Everything's set up. You know, this is like, you know, this is the pulling a, a page from Atomic Habits where it's like, if you want to go to the gym, put your sneakers next to your bed. So the first thing you do when you put your feet down on the floor is roll, is throw on the 
you know, the Nikes and, and just walk out the door to, to go to the gym. But now we're, now I'm thinking about your video where you break down to the, into these micro steps and say like, Hey, make it easier f- for yourself. Like if you're sitting on a computer all day long, make it work for you better. Er- ergonomically speed, all that good stuff. Yeah. I don't think people, that video specifically, uh, is just around like, how do you optimize the areas you spend the most time in? Mm. And I think people are very ignorant of it. Like I'm hiring a, a book more. I'm have a book coming out next year. And I'm hiring a book marketer. And so I have, I have a process of how I like to hire people. First, first process is literally like, what is your name? Take your typing speed and give us your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. That's more or less phase one. And it is insane how many people type so slowly. Like I pretty much delete anyone under 50 words per minute. You delete my ass. Yeah, I'll delete you. That's fine. I, I truly judge people by their typing speed. So that's number one. Then if they don't have a Gmail or their own domain, <laughs> right? Instant delete. Instant. If you have like a dot co dot mx dot canada like out <laughs> clearly you don't know how to use tech look i'm in a tech world dude i'm in tech fair 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 and then lastly like linkedin if people don't have a linkedin profile or social media of some sort and they want to work in social media or they want to work online a lot of people are like oh i don't really have it yet it's like well then don't submit it unless you go build mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and so uh, you know i think what people don't realize is just like if you want to be in certain areas like how much you're actually becoming an expert in that mm-hmm. area so for me in tech it's like i spent a lot of day on the computer so I've spent time getting my typing speed to around 100 plus. I spend a lot of time on a computer, so I make sure that my mouse is super fast. I have no keyboard shortcuts across any of the main any of the main things. Like if I use whatever apps you're using, go study the ways to use it as a power user. Because like Gmail, Google Calendar, mm-hmm. maybe Google Docs, a little bit even on Twitter, search. Like those kind of things you're using on a regular basis, like it just makes things more powerful. Not even more powerful. You save a lot of time so you can get more done with it or you can right. go chill. Right. But I think people are kind of ignorant about optimizing their main areas. Like your bed, if you have a bed, it like, do you have the best bed? Guess what? You spend half a quarter, a third of your day was in that thing. You were, yeah. If you spend a quarter of your day your bed, get a good pillow, get a good mattress, make sure you're set. It doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to have rich to do it, but just like think about the areas that you spend time in. It's probably work, sleeping, and then one hobby. And most people just kind of like spend equally versus like disproportionately. Where they spend in, in the most heavily marketed to areas, like it's like clothes, like I have a, sh- like my bed's broken in half, but I wear Supreme. Like to me, that's, that is like, that was one of the paradigms that I, that I always, that always sat with me wrong. Like the young, the sort of young gun hustler is like, has the broken down bed, but has an $800 hoodie on. And I think that that's. Yeah. This is a $30 hoodie from a hotel. It's blue. It looks kind of cool. This I got at Black Friday. It was on sale. Yeah. Uh, like dialed it. Thanks dude. Thanks. Yeah. I'm doing dialed it. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking about the young guns. I think what I've always found fascinating about people earlier in their career and also later, and, and I'm curious your opinion on this. You know, when people do this, whether they're like, I'm curious your opinion, but I actually want to talk the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to your opinion in about 35 minutes. Yeah. No, I, I think what's interesting is, do you feel that you can tell who's going to be successful? And let's just externalize that in whatever way you want to measure it. Can you tell who's going to be successful or not? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And what is it about these people? That are Guy, girls, whoever, like, what is it about them that we're seeing that you're like, something's happening here? What is it? They're willing to not eat the marshmallow until later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, for people that don't know the marshmallow, there's a test and people could either eat it or not eat it as kids. And the ones that did eat it and had self-discipline and not instant gratification were more successful supposedly in life. Supposedly. Yeah. But by a huge magnitude, okay. statistical, like just outlier. So they're willing to delay gratification. Yes. Um, 
what I found, and by the way, I was I was probably early in my career eat, eating the marshmallow, and, and I had to get older to not eat the marshmallow. I had to learn. That's cool that you had to you, could, you could change your story. You can change your story for sure, because the the most badass people that work on my team cold DM me and said, I don't know really how to do anything, but I'll work for you for free and just point me in the right direction. And eventually, whatever I do will make money, and then you can pay me from that. And I'm like, well, would you like to start today or tomorrow? You know, like, cool. You've you've thrown in a shit ton of value. You've given me absolutely no risk. I enjoy, I need help with all sorts of different things in the social media landscape. So, and and those those ones are the crushers, the ones that go, hey Nicholas, I have a lucrative business idea. If I could just get fifteen minutes of your time, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're you're putting the you're like you know you're trying to put me into a corner. Like I, I don't tell me what you need. Like tell me what you need or or offer value and then I'll bring you in, you know? So something I talk about or something I do, you know, I used to do in the skits is like, like the really rich guy, Mr. Crown, the character, right? He, he goes, Hey, what can I do for you first before, you know, I ask anything of you and the, and the other, the rich guy, Mr. Weaver, I just have these names. He goes, he's trying to sort out what he can get from you real quick without you noticing, you know, it's like, very LA. It doesn't No, but you know what? It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Well, like two two pieces of that though. So in part one, in terms of the the, the people that I see, I'm like, this person's gonna get it, get what they want. Is they're they're putting in reps. They're just putting in the reps and they keep putting in the reps on them. They have not stopped putting in the reps. Mm. Right? They're at the, they're like the person that's to keep shooting layups. Mm-hmm. And they keep shooting the layup and then they shoot the free throw and they keep shooting the free throw and they're like, they're gonna get it somehow. Mm-hmm. They're not maybe they don't know right now, but they'll eventually get it. Mm. And then in terms of, you know, your comment, people say like, give value. I think sometimes it's a little broad what that means. And I think that's where people get mistaken. Even myself, like I want to interview someone that's a higher status. So if I just hit them up, they're like, go screw yourself. Right. So it's really thinking about, for instance, John Paul DeJoria. He founded Patron. He founded mm-hmm. uh, Paul Mitchell Hair Care. He's just worth three billion. Mm-hmm. I ran a little on the street and I was like, John Paul Mitchell, can I meet you? And I came up to him and I was like, I want to meet you. Uh, I want to interview. He's like, okay, here's my assistant. So I followed it for a year. Every, really? A year, for every week. But the point that was interesting is that when I started following up, I said, hey, I know for, I didn't say, how can I help you? I said, I know what's important to you. I look, you you researched some of my videos. I look for him. He has a, a charity. It's like peace, love, and happiness. Dude, and we offered to buy you as many tacos as you could eat. Before yeah. enough, I don't think you did. Will did. I have the email. We'll pull it up. Did he? I didn't continue. I didn't I didn't know. Know. <laughs> I, uh, but I, 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 this is specific because I, I think there's, there's ways of doing it. And so when I messaged him, I said, hey, 100% of the ad revenue from the video we put out for you, which should probably be a million view video, should be like 10 to 20,000, we'll donate to your charity. And that's like the pitch, right? Like, so for him, it's like an hour. I'm going to get 20K for my charity. Plus there's a good promo. Exposure. Tell us. Yeah. Exposure for, he has a, uh, he has a video called Good Fortune. Like, it's like, oh, that's like, do you know what I like? Is yeah. it when someone hits me up and you could, you could offer it or you can already do it. I get a lot. I get literally every day. I get every day to a day minimum. Hey, I see you don't do YouTube shorts or TikTok or whatever the fuck they're called. I went ahead. And n- no, there's two people. There's the, a they're going to pull the rich. Aren't. The rich person is really rich. The rich yep. person's like, hey, I see you don't doing TikTok or whatever they're called or Instagram or YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm an editor and, and I can I can ha- I have three videos I can make for you and they're going to be great. That's the rich person. Mm-hmm. The really rich person has actually sent. They'll be like, yo, man, I see. And by the way, I'm doing shorts all the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're saying, hey, you don't even have it. I just block them. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And I respond to almost every single person on social media because right. for me, it's like, this is the individual that, that's listening to my material. Like I want to build a relationship. I want them to right. be heard. 
And I think sometimes when people are creating content, they just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take for granted the people who watch. Uh-huh. Now, the really rich person is like, I see you on YouTube. I've seen you on Instagram. I've seen you here. But what you're missing is this. And I did it for you. Let me show it to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this person takes initiative. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the best people I've hired did that. Yeah. Okay. They came with the thing knowing what I'm doing already. So, for instance, Jeremy, who now runs all of the YouTube and all of everything, Dork or Noah Kagan is run by Jeremy. He hit me up and was like, your Instagram sucks. Here's the Instagram posts. Here's how they look. I'll do it for you for two more weeks. And if you like it, you can pay me and we can work together. Okay. That's really rich. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hired him. Another guy, he knew, another guy knew I was doing a charity. I'm just trying to give examples. Another guy knew I was doing a charity bike ride a few years ago. And he's like, hey, I, I know you probably need volunteers. I'll come volunteer for free on a state. And if there's other things you need to do, I'm happy to do it. Now he makes a good amount of money, a lot of money doing full-time work at Apps. In- invented his own job. Really? He, yeah, he made it a no-brainer for me to want to be, to make, to be involved in versus I think a lot of other people like, hey, can I have some help? It's like, that makes it very hard for me. Right. Given all the other things of people I do want to help in myself as well. Well, that involves you thinking. Yeah. Which is tough. When someone says I need help, that involves you thinking. When yeah. someone says, hey, dude, like what's, what's really valuable for you is time. And right now my time is worth less. I went ahead, did research. I read your book. Yeah. I checked your blog out. Like. And I just did the thing. You're like, cool. Well, I don't have to think now. Thank you for that. You've yeah. saved me time. You've made my decision process easier. You've you've unlocked this value out of fucking thin air. And just cool. I like that. Here's the job. I mean, look, the the best example on my team is Will. Like, Will comes in. He's like, I need help with operations. Cool. He's got that down pat in like two seconds, right? Like, we we have a lot of different assets. We have a shit ton of assets. We post two times a day. We have a newsletter. Like, we have all sorts of stuff. And then we have a whole business side, like sponsor posts, partnerships, all this stuff. It's a huge business. And it's completely, it was like basically being mismanaged by me because I'm just doing all these other things. Yeah. He's like, you know what? You just do that too. And I'm like, well, you know, we want to get someone who's like, you know, sold into enterprise customers for years. And so I interviewed all these guys. He just started to do it. We have like 20 meetings every week. We're doing like, we're on track to do a million dollars in ad sales this year. Nice. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, he invented that. These are real stories. And these are also perspective shifts and and inspirational stories where you don't need to show the Lambo. You don't need to show the helicopter. You know what I mean? Like you say, hey, (laughs) if you do this in life over time, you're going to crush it. So if, if you're not doing this, where you're saying, hey, I really just want to break into this career. I'm just stuck and I can't do it. It's like, well, no, you can do it. You just go about it this way. Yeah, people get fixated <laughs> on their, their, their one-itis. They're like, right. I have to do this. And I'm like, no one wants what you're doing. Like I have a, you know, in terms of the material we teach, it's like how to start a business. And most times they get fixated on this thing. But you get an idea. You mean. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you can, maybe you need to shift a little bit. I, I think coming back to what you said as well is that rich life doesn't just mean Lambos. Like I can... I can afford a Lambo and some of that. So I just like, I've had, I've rented it. You can go on Turo and rent it for a day for 300 bucks. Right. And it just gives me anxiety. Right. So I have a Everything's made out of carbon. Yeah. I mean, half a curve, it costs oh, five Gs. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's like cool to try it out for a day and see if it's something. I think the point of life is, you know, to enjoy yourself, help others, you know, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. But try to find out the things you don't like and do like. Like I have a 2004 Miata. Right. Like that, that that's a baller as a baller, $6,000 that I love, dude. Um, and then like, you know, trying out, like I tried a nice house out. I used to have really shitty places. Uh, I slept on couches, all these things. And then I tried a nice house out. I rented it, uh, during COVID and I was like, took it for a spin. 
Yeah, I took it for a spin. I took it for a spin. Try out different things in life. See what kind of careers work with someone like Nick. Work on something totally different. And when I tried a nice house out, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I've never really had something like that. Like, you know, my, when I grew up, my parents had a, we had a house, which is is a luxury, but it wasn't like warm or like, they, they just were really strict. Uh-huh. And uh, so having a house, I was like, dude, this is sweet. I'm going to do a nice house. Yeah. But like having a fancy car, we talk about watch collection. I have a watch collection. I don't wear it. Doesn't give me much joy. It's kind of like maybe I'll give it to my kids. It's kind of sentimental on that, but that doesn't give me joy. But bicycles, okay, and conveniences like there's some really richest, really rich people. I think think about time and convenience probably a little bit differently, and mm-hmm. it's easier when you have the money. But doesn't mean that's not accessible or people to get that kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole comedy with supercars is it's it's one of the most inconvenient things in the entire world. Because going to get groceries in a Ferrari or Lamborghini is a process. We don't have a trunk. Where do you put it? You, you, well, we're you just get, you're going to Air One and you're getting a, like a $30 thing of yogurt. Yeah. You're like, and the yogurt is in the... Okay, good. Yeah. But that's that's one of those comedy... Like, all I see is like in my life now is, of course, you make this... You know, I make this content and I think in these, in these, these, these rules or these categories. And in Miami, one of the best examples is private, private beach... Versus public beach. So yeah, if you go, I, a member of a beach club and you go there and they have towels and the chairs, everything, you can't get a chair unless you get there at 9 a.m. You have to wait in line. The service is terrible. You get blocked. There's so many people in front of you. It's like a mosh pit. Okay, seriously. And you pay money to do this. You go three blocks down to the public beach. You put a towel. There's nobody there. And it's free. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of good stuff. Dude, you know what's under most probably underrated rich thing? Library. Bro, I'm a huge librarian, dog. I like it. All my books, libraries. <laughs> you can get digital. You can get digital. It's a good deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get all the your books. Your mouth is an audio. has to blow up. No, library. No one gives a job. I tell, I tell this and people are like, no, that's not true. <laughs> no. It's uh, good to be true. Yeah, man. No, it's spitting bullshit. <laughs> no, no. I Seriously, I can show you. All my bo- Most of my books are library books. Um, I don't know. It's interesting about rich life and, and to have money or not having money and I don't know. I think life is pretty damn. I think life and what I'm recognizing, what I'm recognizing even now at 41, uh, is life is much better than I think we give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun to be the richest person alone. Right. You know, you have these big house or you have these cool things. And if no one likes you or you're alone with it or you're not with people who actually like or want you to win. Yeah. It's hell on earth. Definitely yeah. hell on earth. Yeah. Yeah. And or like you're spending all your day working a job that you really don't enjoy, like in the banking stuff for you, just to get money that maybe you're enjoying or don't even have time to enjoy. Yeah. Or no one to leave. Like, you know, for me, it was a huge learning experience and I'm fa- thankful for that. But I just overstayed my welcome. Like, I was like, I don't need to be here anymore. Mm. I should really, really move on. And I, and I didn't. And thankfully I did because we know that some people never do because it's scary as fuck. And you have to yeah. be a little crazy. I don't know. I'm trying to reflect on like, we always rewrite the history depending on time and our experiences. Like we mm. change what our history was. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I felt that. I was doing contract work for, for a tech company. We're making 5k a month, which I was like, I'm rich. I can, mm-hmm. I can live the life I want for 5k a month. And that like gave me freedom to just play. And for me, it was like, well, I like marketing. I like products. I like deals. Maybe I'll try to do that for, for software. Mm-hmm. And it was just play. And, and this was the, the kernel of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it really was like a year of not taking it very seriously. I didn't know if I'm, I take it very seriously. You had fun building apps. Yeah. It was, it was a blast. I wasn't like, oh, I'm taking a big risk. Cause I had this day job, mm-hmm. this day gig consulting. Didn't do that much work for it. They liked the work. And it had a lot of freedom to be like, hold on. So I can go get a deal of software that I already like. And I get to meet cool creators. And I get to tell people to go buy it. And then I get a little money from this. Yeah. 
And then I just kind of kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I think, I do think in business, what's the hardest part is to find something people actually want. Mm-hmm. Find something you enjoy doing and that the world wants. Yes. Same with content creation. Like, yes. what's a video I actually want to make? What is something people want to watch? And put like, that Venn diagram yeah. in there. And then that little crossover point is like, like a pin could fit through it. Sometimes <laughs> it's tough. Um, but yeah, and absolutely, I, it was truly joy because it was like, I had all these shitty, but I had 10 years of shitty experiences before that. I had like Intel was a piece of shit. Facebook was a, an amazing piece of shit. Mint was a challenging piece of shit. Then I had like another, then I started my first real bit startup that did really well. And like my partners were shitty. And there, there, yeah, you went through a whole. And so it was like 10 years of like, process. nothing's working. And I'm getting like, and nothing, it wasn't people things happening to me, but it was just like, damn, this is challenging 10 years. And finally around 30, it was like, okay, let me, what if I learn from all these moments? Cause bad things are going to happen. Like I lost last night in chess. I'm sorry to hear that. Dude, I used to like break my iPad <laughs> Friday and I was like a little bitch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, last night I lost and I was like, well, no, you're tired. And let's go look at the game and see why you lost. Okay. And that's how you're going to get better mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think all you have challenging times. This whoever's watching is going to have challenging times. It's inevitable. Anybody has challenging time. It's like, how do we learn from that and move forward? And that's where it led me to the AppSumo experience, which was like, I want to work with good partners. That was my last one. At Mint.com, I like marketing. Let's make a good product. Right. At, at Facebook, build a good product. And at Intel, it was like, day jobs suck. Mm-hmm. And so all that led to the place of like, all right, I can I can do something about it. And that's what AppSumo became. Do we just end on that? That was so good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's insane to see where, I, I think people only see the end thing. They don't remember the iPhone, where the iPhone started. They kind of, yeah. they want to jump ahead and see Nicholas Crown having TikTok at this level or no. Oh, Nicholas Crown has been through hell and, and back. But I love that you started, I love that you started AppSumo as as something playful and fun because I'm going to bet right now, I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet you find product market fit faster that way. I think if you serve, yes, I agree. And I think if you find something that fits yourself, mm-hmm. I think people, I, dude, I've helped a lot of people start companies. I've, I've helped a lot of people fail. <laughs> but fail fast, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't spend a lot of money and fail fast. But I, I think what people miss out on is they try to solve problems that no one wants and they don't even want it themselves. Like I met a guy last week and he's helping parents create bedtime stories using AI. And I was like, do you have a kid? He's like, no. I'm like, that's going to be really tough for you to do. Dante can't do it. But like, what do you have an advantage of? What do you have an understanding of? What do you have a- in an emotional way? Not just like, yeah. you know, the Harvard case study way. We see a hole in the market and we're going to. Yeah, I think it's, we're going to plug it with this solution. You know, I think it's great to be your own customer, right? Mm-hmm. I think if you can find something, obviously you need others to buy it potentially too, but like find the things that you're like, for me, during COVID, it was hard for me to find Oculus, like the, the yeah VR thing. So I was like, man, I bet others are finding trouble finding it. Let me see if I can get get some bulk of it. So I found 10 of them through ways of like just using some like bots and stuff. And I started flipping them because I was having trouble. Okay. And that's a lot of business. Like, what's your you, you were flipping Oculus like recently. No, 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 during COVID. So two years ago. Still. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I, it's insane how much it's insane. Don't need to be doing that. Yeah, like I have a casita in the back of my house and I, I'm Airbnb. That's where I'm staying tonight. Everybody. Yeah, just uh, when, I, if it's cured, when I'm traveling, I Airbnb it and it, you know, I make 200 bucks a day. And it, do that. That's a good money for people, right? Yeah. It's not always rented out. And I only do when I'm not here. But I fucking love it, man. I like the I like the whole experience. I enjoy the business, business experience. I enjoy it. Like I like reading the Wall Street Journal on Saturday morning. That's my treat, baby. Every day I wake up, <laughs> dude. I wake up Saturday mornings. I save it, and I'm like, dude, you know, like I go read it. I see yeah. articles. <laughs> Real estate section's really inspiring. But that, that's my joy, and I, I do think the balance that people miss out on with money, especially when they think about rich, is like I don't want to have the nicest tombstone. Right. So it's like in the journey, which we all fuck up on, it's like in the journey of getting to the money of that, that is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself that like the journey is not the end of the movie. The journey is the whole movie. Yeah. 
And so just kind of taking a look like, hey, this, this, this part sucks. Wow, this is sucking. Yeah, dude. Or this part's great. Okay, this is great. And just kind of my my buddy says it. He's like, just ride the wave. Don't be the wave. Like you just ride it. And mm. it's part of the journey. Let's enjoy it. And, and my argument is if you don't enjoy it, you probably won't get there as fast. Mm. Because again, you're going to make the bedtime stories for kids you don't have. You know, <laughs> oh, offense, whoever's. Make offense to that guy. He should be doing something else. Dude, I hope he's, you know, he probably won't see this. Only a few million people. I'll see him, but it won't be him. Yeah, but it's finding that joy for yourself where you're getting out of bed in the morning or at night because you're like, I'm really curious about Yeah, I'm just going to go do research a little thing real quick. Yeah, man. Like I was doing, you know, I've always liked kind of bringing people together. So I was doing conferences and I remember being like, oh man, how do I sell these tickets? And so I'd get up early and be like, all right, can I put them on Craigslist? Can I ask for this group to email to their group? Can I put it out on Facebook, like uh, events? Uh Uh-huh. It was fun. And so it's just like finding the thing where you're like getting up at night, you're doing it for free. And you're, the, you're like, I could do this for a little bit of time. Because I, I don't, I call it the 10 year rule. I think it takes 10 years to be rich, to get actual money rich. I've never seen people get really, not really rich, millionaire plus rich with in a short, under a short period of time on average. That's what I've noticed. And so it's like, okay, is this something I can do for 10 years? And if I can do it for 10 years, I'll probably get rich. When does the clock start? When you start working? When does the clock start? When you start working? Because yeah, I think you could work in a factory for 10 years. And then a year after that, you could get rich. Because you say, hmm. I know every single thing that is wrong with this factory. And then yeah. at the on the 11th year, you go and you create the fix and you sell it back to the factory. That could be that. I, I would say whenever you started. So I started working, I had side hustles and created things on in my Silicon College at student, the Ninja Card. Yeah, ninjacard.com. I just sold that domain uh, a year ago. But so it's it's coming soon, so this is what their site says. But basically when I started working more or less, I'd say 21, it took me about 30 to make my first mill. And I wasn't even doing anything really crazy. It was like saving aggressively, living cheaply, Right. And just having jobs. I really didn't have much from companies I created. But in terms of the 10 year thing, I don't think you could be a uh, McDonald's worker. And there's no shit on it. I, McDonald's is fine. I like McDonald's sometimes. But I don't think you can do McDonald's for 10 years and then be like, well, I worked for 10 years and I didn't get it. It's like, how are you making each year a little bit better? I think that's really the question. Okay. Right. So it's like, hey, you're doing McDonald's. All right. Did you maybe become a manager of McDonald's? Can you open your own restaurant McDonald's? Yeah. So showing progress. Yeah. I think you have to like feedback, iterate, revision. So you have to learn. Reiterate revision. You just kind of keep that process, and it's not going to be a straight line. But for me, it was like, oh, I did a stage out Intel, it didn't work, and then I'm doing Facebook, and I, while I'm on Facebook, I'm creating side hustles, and it's like it's still like an evolution. But like, how are you progressing? Mm-hmm. At least that's been my experience, my observation for people. One hundred percent. I mean, the, the, every single one of these conversations that I have on the podcast, I sit down and I try to get you to tell me that your career history is a shit show, and that it was iterative, and that you never had the golden map. And pretty much everyone was like, yeah, it started out as kind of like a joke. And then I did the thing and a little bit more and I did the thing. Or, you know, even even like the Y. So the folks who graduate from YC, supposedly like like Paul Graham stands in front of everyone and says like, you're here because you don't know what you're doing. Because if you weren't here, you would know what you're doing. Like immediately just boop, like the ego just like you're here to experiment. You're smart enough to figure it out, but you haven't figured it out yet. There's a couple iterations away. Yeah. So I will say not everyone has a map, but I've I've also seen one of my best friends, Andrew Chen, be very intentional strategically about what he's doing with his career. So I don't I don't know that's all. for me it was not. For me, my my career path has been I don't want to work for anyone else. I just it's, I always knew that. And I'm gonna follow what I'm interested in. Mm. Not necessarily passionate, but like I'm interested in tech, I'm interested in social networking, I'm interested in personal finance, I'm interested in you know, 
not social gains, but an opportunity to get the fuck out of a day job. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like interested in promoting software deals and I'm interested in content creation. And it's like, it's led me to meet great people. And that's, that's been kind of more my, my path of sorts. His path was like, I want to be a VC at, at a top fear of zero. Mm -hmm. What defined to the, it is, yeah, he was very clear on that out end outcome. And then it's like, okay, well, what are the qualifications to get there? It's like, yep, we have to have a startup. You have to maybe be a junior VC. Yep. Maybe you have to like connect with different people. You maybe you have to have a personal brand. So he was like, step, 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 step there. And 15 years later, he's one of the top people at Andreessen Horowitz. Yeah. So it was very intentional. So I don't, I think there's different ways to get to the same end zone or get to the same destination. I'm not, I don't, my definition evolves and keeps changing. So like, I'm more, you ever see a Roomba cleaner room? I'm like the human Roomba. It's like, no, fuck, that's a wall. Shit, that's a stair. That's a dog. That's a cat. Like, that's because my, my point keeps evolving. I think if you have a really clear defined point, you're going to get there faster than you can ever imagine. Yeah, sometimes I think what happens is that, in, what's interesting in business is that it's very easy to be goal fixated and outcome fixated, which is good, frankly. I know there's, people that have commented be system focused, but it's like, Hey, I want to get yeah, this right. much money or I want to get this thing. And it's like, I'm not going to stop until I get it. Dude, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like John Paul DeJoria. I spent every week for 52 weeks, if not more, I think it was almost more than a year contacting his assistant and emailing. And you, you did this. You've, is it out? It's out now. No, the video's not. The video's not. The video comes out in like a hundred or so. Well, oh, they fine. check back and, oh, it, it might be out by the time this is out. And it was just like, I really wanted that. And I think that's a great thing to be very consistent and persistent on the things you really want. As well, I think what happens sometimes is you need to make sure you're enjoying and having fun right. while enjoy during like that, you know, these, these challenging times. This is awesome, man. Thank you for having me in your crib. Dude, yeah, they come uh, in the crib. I'm not actually being me the casita but moments from now. You'll have to talk to Carla. <laughs> moments from now, I'm going to be the casita. Uh, I welcome you into Miami. Thank you. Um, and I'll see you soon, man. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah.